everyone, welcome to Chits and Chat. I am Kaz Gable. And I'm Alex Cruzy. And this is round three, or I don't know, maybe four of the attempt of <laughs> recording this podcast this evening because I can't be trusted to use a recording device correctly, it seems. At every turn, I've stymied my own <laughs> my own self in getting my voice recorded to audio. Maybe that's a sign I shouldn't be allowed to record to audio, but this game is worth it. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Let's find out. Tonight, yeah. we're talking about <laughs> um, a uh, Bruno Cathala game that is a published by Blue and Orange, or Blue Orange, sorry, not Blue and Orange. <laughs> that would be a weird name for a company. Blue and Orange, like a riddle. Blue Orange, and the game is called King Domino. That's I don't think word, I ever gave you enough space to uh, introduce yourself, did I? No, I no, I, I got in I just, there. <laughs> did you? Okay, I'm all. I'm so I think you're trying, I don't know now, now, you're, now you're on one of those charts. Where like, let's just plow <laughs> through this sucker. <laughs> yeah, I just, I will not stop talking for <laughs> thirty minutes. <laughs> I, I feel like if I stop talking, something bad will happen, and now it'll get something, up again. Something bad will definitely happen. <laughs> Damn it, this is nightmare. Uh, anyway, all right, here we go. Let's do this. So uh, King Domino, like the name suggests, is Bruno Cathala just playing dominoes one day and deciding, ah, let me just, uh, I don't know what I'm going to do for a new game. I'll just do this, <laughs> which is kind of a snarky way of, of giving him a little crap for this. But it is based around the structure of dominoes, where you are taking uh, tiles with two square sides on them, two sides on the face, or... Um, or and uh, except instead of numbers, you are uh, connecting terrain types. So what you're doing is you're building a little kingdom, basically. So at the start of the game, you start with a one-by-one square that that has a little three-dimensional castle that sits on it, which is great. I love that there's three-dimensional things in this game. And you're starting with that, basically. And then you're going to be taking tiles from a marketplace that is available to everyone. And what makes this game unique is how you take those tiles from the marketplace to start building out the territory of your um, kingdom. So how it works is, uh, depending on the number of players, there's gonna be <coughs> our, uh, columns of tiles. And what you're gonna do, they're, they're arranged, each column is arranged on the back of the tile, there's numbers, and each column is arranged, arranged in descending order. So uh, the lowest value tiles are at the top, down to the highest value tiles. Mm. And the first player is going to be assigned, and then they're going to just choose a tile from that first column, put it on their kingdom, but then they're going to take their meeple and put it on the next column for on the tile that they want next turn. And that is also going to serve the dual purpose of um, assigning them a player turn order for next turn. So even though they started the game, let's say in the next column there's four tiles, and they like the second one from the top, they're going to place their meeple on that one, and that means next round, they're not going to be first again. They're going to be second. And so the next player goes and does the same thing, places their meeple, takes a tile, places their meeple. And so each round, player order is going to be different. And the reason you do that is typically the lower value tiles at the top are less uh, point value. Excuse me. They have less value, potentially. They're not as... Um, uh, they won't score as well, or maybe they're not as enticing. And the tiles at the bottom are more enticing, the higher number of tiles. But you go uh, lower. Like if you choose a lower tile, 
you get a better tile potentially, but you're going to go last or close to last in the next round. If you choose a maybe not as good tile, that's okay, fine, whatever, but you're going to go earlier in the following round. So it's kind of a playoff back and forth of that, which, uh, which is more important to you for that round. <coughs> All right, I can't breathe right now. Do you want to continue any more of the rules? <laughs> sure, I'll, I'll, cough, take, I'll take it over myself. from here. I'm so worried now. I have to do rules halfway through. I might be dying. <laughs> I don't. I don't know what's going on tonight. So, so these tiles that you're grabbing, you are adding them to your little kingdom based off of your one by one square. When you add them to your kingdom, uh, anything that you you grab. So if your tile had forest and water on it, you must connect it to another forest. Or water space. So when you add it, the, uh, a like terrain must touch a like terrain. Now you're you're starting one by one kingdom. Castle tile uh, is wild, so it can it can be treated as anything you want it to. It won't count as anything for endgame scoring, but for purposes of uh, playing down tiles, it's whatever you need it to be at the time. Uh, and so you just keep building out, uh, and your boundaries for your kingdom is a five by five grid. You can ne never go outside those boundaries. Uh, at the end of the game, it doesn't need to fill the five by five grid, but you probably want it to. Uh, and your kingdom is going to the 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 game ends once all players have drawn twelve tiles thus making it possible to have the 5x5 five five grid. Uh, so that's going to determine how many tiles are in the game initially, depending on how many players there are. Uh, and once the game is done, uh, you basically score it. And scoring is pretty simple. You look at each uh, contiguous region of the same terrain type, uh, and you find out how many squares of that terrain are in there, and you multiply it by how many crowns are also in there, because each of the squares not only has the terrain type, but crowns, and each square may have anywhere between zero and three crowns. The rarer ones that he was speaking of, the ones that were usually further down on the list, tend to have more uh, crowns on them than the ones that tend to be higher up on the uh, bargaining list. So you basically take the number of squares times the number of crowns in the terrain. That is the point value of that terrain region, and then you just go to every region and add it all up. Uh, if a terrain region has no crowns in it, it is worthless because zero times anything is zero. Lovely math lesson. Uh, and <laughs> unless you're playing with variants, that is your end game score. So the, there are a few different variants. One variant is you do this, you play the game basically three times in a row and you add all of your scores together and whoever has the highest cumulative score wins. Uh, then there is the version where at the end of a game, uh, you score 10 additional points if your one by one castle was in the center of your five by five grid. Then there's the additional variant where if you were able to get all of your tiles into your kingdom, you didn't have to throw any away because either one, you didn't have a matching terrain type to put it to, or two, you didn't form your uh domino pieces in such a way that you could actually fit uh, all of them in there, which is usually what happens to me, which is always a shame. It's just like, I thought I planned this so well. <laughs> Got skunked right at the end. So that's five points if you can get all of your tiles in there for a perfect five by five filled grid. Uh, and then there's the two player variant which instead of making a five by five grid, you actually go with a seven by seven. You play with all the t all 48 tiles. Normally in a two player game, you only play with half of them, 24 tiles. Uh, but you can play with a variant where you play with all of them. And you can play with 
any mix of these, they tell you it's up to you. Whichever one you, you want to do, you can do. Uh, and that is everything. Did I miss something? That is it, yeah. Sweet. Yeah, it's pretty. It's a pretty simple and straight. I mean, it's a pretty basic game. It's not very complex, but it, but it's um, it's just really engaging. It's just one of those games that is a lot of fun to play. It's not very deep. There's not a storyline to follow, but you can kind of create your own uh, storyline as you build your kingdom because there's like swamps and mines and some of the best th- things that I always <laughs> like to see is someone who has like a lot of. You know, you can't, there's going to be a lot of blight in your beautiful, colorful little kingdom for some reason. Like, you can get a lot of mines, and then there's a swamp surrounding it, and it just looks like it's polluted by the mines. But then there's a wonderful little wheat field next door where where cattle are, or uh, or grasslands where sheep are prouncing around. And little do they know, the mines, heavy leads are getting deposited into the water system, or... So it there's no storyline to follow, but you can definitely create your own in a similar way with, like, a city builder that you can do that, like... Uh, uh, Bay or something like that, but yeah, I love King Domino a lot. It's it's a it's a great warm up game or a great game to play with. Um, I think it fits really well in this series for a bar or restaurant game in vibe and complexity. We were <laughs> in one of our previous attempted recordings, which we'll re <laughs> discuss here. We got in where we started talking about uh, table space. In that it may be one of its downfalls a, a little bit, it's definitely not a deal breaker, is table space. Because you have that central market tableau that everyone has to have access to at some point. So <clears throat> if you're thinking of um, getting a big meal and a smorgasbord of food, like a bunch of bunch of plates to share, this would be hard to put in the table and work around plates. But definitely doable. Definitely doable, for sure. Let's see what else. Oh yeah, and we were t- talking about. <laughs> see, it's it's one of those things where when you re-record, you're like, oh, that little anecdote I added. I don't really want to say that again because I feel like I, f- I feel like the other person. <laughs> I feel like you're gonna be like, really, you want to tell that story again? What is wrong with you? <laughs> that was not as cool as you thought it was the first time, dude. <laughs> I was <laughs> fake laughing before, and I refuse to fake laugh again. <laughs> Well, I think it is worth uh, there. One of the things I will say is that depending on how you, how, what kind of a challenge you like to take for yourself, because Alex and his wife Liz always attempt to are, are champions of fitting boards you wouldn't imagine on a the tiniest cafe top table possible playing. And so we were chatting about how you guys are recently playing Cole Baron. Which I had never played before, but as you're talking about, I was looking up on Cold board Bear game in the Geek. card game, mind you. Cold Bear in the card game. Oh, so there's a separate game. Okay, because I was looking at the main game with a board. I'm like, how the hell did you fit that on top of a two seater high top <laughs> to table? Honest, the card game still takes up a lot of space. <laughs> okay, yeah. As as so I, many of them do. The, the way the conversation way to... usually goes before we're headed to a restaurant, because it, it this always <laughs> happens, is oh, we need to remember to bring games. And I go and I bring games and I bring like three or four boxes of different games. And like a, the question that comes in either second or third is always, is, is this going to fit on the table? And my answer is always, oh, we'll make it fit. That That's just always the response. <laughs> oh, we'll make it fit. <laughs> now, whether that means we need to borrow someone else's table or like get chairs <laughs> to hold different things... Be what it may, it will fit. We will be able to play <laughs> we this We will game. <laughs> enjoy this game, damn it. <laughs> and if we have to ask people at the table next to us to, <laughs> to have a pile of resources on their table, we will ask them. 
No, we'd never do that. I, Although I occasion- admire that. I occasionally, admire that. the waiters or waitresses, they'll be like, you know, you can move to a bigger table if you want to. Or they'll just be like, you know, you can just you just move that table next to you over. No one's using it. It's not that busy here. <laughs> please, you're distracting our guests. Please, please move that over. Please, it hurts Everyone us here is waiting guests. on bated breath for this to, just to fall over in an epic saga of, of game pieces everywhere. Um, no, I admire that. That's, I, I, we, uh, we, well, ever since why we don't do many much gameplays out of like uh, restaurants much anymore is because we have a five-year-old and he loves to get in on any pieces. Oh, it just doesn't matter how much space we have. He will, he will get in and rub his hands all over everything and things will go flying. But I definitely think uh, you should always try to <laughs> make it a challenge for yourself to play games in any areas <laughs> uh, out and about as much as possible. So it does lend King Domino does lend itself to that. I think I still think it's a great game for taking out because for two reasons. One, it does it does have a little bit of table uh, taking up a bit of table space, but it's not that bad, especially compared to other games, even other games that we're probably going to review on this list. But also, it's light enough and engaging enough where you can still have a conversation over it and talk over it. Um, there is yeah. strategy, of course, and you do want to be paying attention. But there are. Um, uh, it's light enough where you can kind of have a conversation over the game. Like you're you're grabbing tiles, and and, and there isn't really that much downtime because it does go quick, and you do want to kind of pay attention to a degree what everyone else is doing. But there is that sense of oh, I can have a conversation. It's light enough where I can engage with people over over this, which I really yeah, love, and I think that's important. It it's not super heavy, and as you mentioned, you do want to be paying attention to what other people are playing because. Uh, yeah, you want to, you kind of have your own strategy of like, oh, I've got, I've got a lot of water going. I'm just going to go buco crazy on, on water. Uh, but you also need to pay attention and go, oh, he's going buco crazy on water. I can't let him have that water tile with the extra crown or else he's going to have like this five crown water region. That's no, no, I've got to take that away from him. So, but it, it's, it's not so engaging as you said, where it's just like, I, 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 I completely missed that. There, I don't think there's ever a time where we're like, oh man, I should have done that. I completely missed it. It's it's more of the, oh yeah, that probably would have been better. But you know, I you know, what I, I still like yeah. what I did. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the other thing about that too is it's this is a quick game. It plays in fifteen to twenty minutes. Um, that's what the box is stating, and it's about that's about right. It's it's pretty fast. Typically, it's a game that you're going to play a couple rounds of, uh, especially with new players. I think um, the first time I played it, I, de- I definitely wanted to play again just to tr- try. Once you get the strategy a little bit more clear, you can uh, take another crack at it and be more informed of what you're doing, of course, like obviously like most games. The other thing that I think is cool, and I, I'm, not, I'm not sure how I feel about this. So I'm curious what your thoughts are, is I, I, I do like that they do this, but I also kind of go back and forth about do I want to use it as a reference. On the back of the rules, there is a list of all of the pieces and how many of them there are. And I do appreciate that, especially as the game goes along and there are less terrain types available and you kind of have to plan around what you know is in the box still because you go through all the tiles, except for, what were you saying, it's the three-player you don't? Uh, In three-player and two-player, you don't play with all the tiles. Four-player, you play with all. Three-player, you play with 36 of the 38 tiles. Sorry, 48 tiles. 48, yeah. In a two-player game, if you're playing with the five-by-five grids, you play with half of it, so 24 of the tiles. Unless you're playing the seven-by-seven, in which case you play with all of them. 
So this only really does refer to four player then, because I I pretty much only played this four player full complement. Um, and so with that, anyway, with the on the back of the rules, there's a list of all the tiles and how many of them are there, and you can kind of see the strategies that it's sort of saying. Uh, these are the strategies for this terrain type, and the more I think about, it, I mean, yeah, I do appreciate that, especially four player. When you're going to go through all the tiles, you know what's coming. You don't want to get into a position where it's like, I have a ton of forests, but there literally are no more forests. I can count up and see that everyone has all the forests. So I should just stop planning around, <laughs> planning around that. Um, but I also kind of feels like it takes a little bit of the mystery out, out of that. So now, realizing that I've only played four and three and two don't even use all the tiles, so that list kind of goes away, um, that... That does it make doesn't it feel a go away. It, at the very least, it gives you a sense of the probability of a tile showing up. Right, but it's offset by the fact that you're not going through all of them, too. So I, I do like that, because I like the mystery of knowing there's still variability. Like, with four players, you can depend you're going to see on every tile, um, and that probability is exact. Whereas three players or two players, it's like, all right, that's the probability, but still not, some of these might not come up or definitely aren't coming up. So, for instance, like, uh, the strategy basically is with uh, certain terrain types, there's a lot more of them, but they have less crowns available, like forests and wheat fields. And then with uh, swamps and mines, there's fewer of those tiles, but more of the swamp and mine tiles themselves have crowns, and they have higher numbers of crowns. And so those are more concentrated in scoring, whereas with forests and wheat fields, you can spread out quite a bit, cover a lot of terrain, but you really got to make sure you get a crown or two in there or all those, that huge swath of forest is worth nothing for you. And then um, the grasslands are kind of an in-between uh, between those two where there's there's not quite as many of them. There's still a fair amount and they score a little bit better than uh, wheat fields and forests. So it kind of tells you here's the strategy for these things, which which is, I think, a good thing, especially with a complement of four players you do kind of need to know what you're doing in that sense. I think really I, I have no problem with them putting it on the back of the sheet because one, there's always going to be that person who's just like, well, what's the distribution? Of, there's always someone that asks. Uh, yeah, or at least, there's always someone that asks if you're playing with those types of people. I always have at least <laughs> one or two people that are just like, well, what are the distributions? I, I'm ready for those. I know that. And so I just hand them <laughs> that sheet. But just I think it's really it right more in their of a face. Bam. <laughs> that's it. what it is. Uh, that's exactly what it is. That's the only reason I play this game is so that I can tell some some <laughs> doofus. Yeah, you want to know? You want to know? I'm ready for you. No, uh, waiting for that guy. Just look at me with his uh, stupid dopey eyes and ask that question. I think the best way anyway, to say sorry. it is that it 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 provides kind of a a catch up mechanic in in a way. Uh, because yeah. if you've played this game a lot, you already kind of inherently know the distribution of the tiles. So if you're playing with someone who's never played before, that's true. It, it gives them a little bit of a helping hand to say, all right, these are the things I kind of know that I've already kind of learned. Here's just a, and no one ever looks at it and going, all right, there's only, there, there's only three more of the cave tiles left. I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to wait. And uh, no, they just go, okay, there's about this many. All right. I, I, I don't expect to see one anytime soon. That, I mean, that's pretty much all it does. No one ever is doing that much math other than those weirdos that I got to slap them in the face with it. <laughs> And at that point, I don't care because I got my aggression yeah, Exactly. Um, yeah, that, and that is a good point. If you've played it for a while, you already kind of know the strategy. So it does. that's a good way of putting it, the catch-up mechani- or mechanic or mechanism for, um, the, the for a later game or newer players. Mechanic. Meta catch-up. Um, so 
let's see what else can we say about king domino it's uh the art is great blue orange does a great job of art in general with their games it's usually very bright and engaging um the it, it's each tile has like something usually unique about it there uh, there's always if you look closely sometimes there's really funny little bits on it um like uh, there's uh in the forest tiles there's like sometimes some of them have like a path or i think all of them they have like a path that goes through the middle of the tile that separates the two for forest squares from each other and on a lot of those there's something odd going on if you look closely i think there's an epic lord of the ring scene on one there's one 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 of them has a guy walking he's normal size but is he's wearing giant's boots and it just looks really weird i don't know why but it's just kind of quirky funny stuff to make it a little bit more engaging to uh to play with these tiles um i really love the fact that you have a three-dimensional castle that you start with i don't know why that gives me so much joy but for some reason it does and the fact that your meeple can fit in there and he can hang out and yell at your other meeple just i don't know why i just that makes me so happy and blue orange does that with a lot of their things where they have cool little three-dimensional things that they throw in um like uh, what's the other one with the trees uh photosynthesis that one just 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 those three-dimensional trees make such a big difference and of course that's kind of all about um three-dimensionality with the sun hitting it but but i that's definitely a staple of their game style and uh this is no exception for sure um there is I guess that's, I mean, there's not much more to this game. <laughs> it is yeah, pretty straightforward, <laughs> but um, it's deceptive because it is very engaging. It, it's not one that you could just like, ah, eh, get bored of that. You're, you're not going to spend a full, like if you're at a game night playing this all night, but if you are taking it out to a bar or restaurant, this is a, a great, really great game, a really great game to like cut the ice or just engage with people for a little bit and get the, or talk over and have a conversation. The other thing about King Domino is that if you want to get a more complicated game, you have two options. Uh, one, there is a, an expansion for King Domino by itself called King Domino Age of Giants. And the other one is there is a basically inherent a game that is called Queen Domino that is takes King Domino and then add some complexity to it. I have not played either of those, but Alex, you have more experience than I do. So I don't know if you want to talk about your, well, you, you know a little bit more about both. So why don't you, why don't you jump in here and all fill right, us so all in about I'll Age of Giants gonna, and Queen Domino. I'm going to stop you right there, stop sir. Me I'm going to stop you right put there. Put me in my place. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Hit yes. me with the rule book. Uh, so I own, I own Queen Domino. Uh, Queen Domino is... Uh, as you said, uh, it takes takes the complexity up a notch. Basically, it's for the most part has the same feel to it. You're the bidding of cards and, or tiles, and then putting your tiles in your kingdom. But it adds a couple of other things. It adds you have different like money resources that you have to be concerned about. There are little tiny itty bitty uh, soldier meeples that you are actually having the ability to add into your kingdom to earn yourself some more money. And there is a new type of terrain that is uh, constructions. Uh, they're like little red squares. And they do nothing on their own, but during your turn, you have the option to purchase a tile from from an array that there's a new board that gets added that you have this array of one-by-one one tiles. And each of the tile constructions do something different. They usually add some sort of like bonus at the end of the game. Uh, occasionally, they'll give you additional soldiers to add, or they'll give you... Uh, towers to add into your kingdom uh the towers basically uh if you have the most top 
uh, towers during the game. Then you get a queen meeple, which at the end end of the game, uh, you get uh, to place it in any one of your king little territories, and it counts as an additional crown. So it's kind of something to vie for throughout the game of, ooh, I want to make sure I have that. That way I can make my good place even gooder. Uh, but also each of the bonus things, they, the constructions can do bonus things like, oh, you score uh, two points for every forest separate forest region you have, or you get extra points for um, every tower that you have, or you get extra, I think there's there's ones where it's like you get extra points for things that don't score anything, hmm. but I, I could be wrong on that one. So basically it just, it makes it uh, more things to keep track of, how much money you have, when to get money, like what type of tile you want to purchase, or even possibly what t- type of tile do you want to just spend money on to get rid of so that the other player can't get it, uh, which I usually don't do because it's a bit too mean, which leads me into the expansion, uh, the Age of Giants. Is that what it was? Uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, which I don't own, but I've looked into it and I haven't purchased it because it is kind of mean. Uh, basically, it's... It's this. It's the same base game, and you can add this one to either game actually. Uh, and I think there's little interludes between each bidding round where you just put out um, the the tiles, and they actually have letters on the back. Um, and so I think it's it may be interlude or it's like mixed in. I can't remember exactly how they get, they 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 get dispersed. But when you when you get these, if there's like a I think it's like a, a giant's footprint or something like that. It causes you to like uh, put a little meeple, a giant meeple, into another person's territory and makes that territory worth less. Uh, mm-hmm. But then if you get one of, one of your own, you can move it out of yours. And, and so it's kind of a little of a mean tactic where it's just like, oh, I'm going to screw up your gameplay. Uh, and it, it it's, it's not as nice. And I probably just because I'm a completionist would want to get this but I know I'd never play it because Liz is she's not the type of gamer who's like the take that type of thing of if she can avoid doing something mean she will avoid doing the mean thing she will play in a way that does not do that which means I feel ultra bad when I do do the mean thing because I know she doesn't want to do it to me right right Uh, so that I'm I'm never gonna get to that but if you like that kind of thing (laughs) Look into it. It's a a small thing to add. Uh, You can also combine King Domino and Queen Domino together if you want to. I haven't done it yet. I kind of want to do like the epic like 10 10 by 10 grid, which they do not even suggest in the rules. (laughs) But there is someone on Board Game Geek that's like, oh, yeah, you could do this if you do these certain things. I'm like, oh, yeah, I can't wait to do that. Uh, but the way it works is you basically alternate each bidding round between doing bidding on queen domino tiles and then you bid on king domino tiles. And then you go back to queen and you kind of alternate back and forth. And that's how it's played. Yeah, I really want to play queen domino. Because I, I, I like king domino, but it is, um, um, I don't know, it, it's light, but not, not in a bad way. I like, I, there's a lot of light games I like, but I could see people, especially people who are more quote-unquote gamers, wanting a bit more depth in this game uh if they play it more often you know what i mean like so yeah i really i'm curious about queen domino as well i debated on getting uh even picking that one up uh earlier but a long time ago when i was i was choosing between the two and i got king domino because i think it's for me 
I'm always on the lookout for games I can play with my son, and I think he's way not ready for Queen Domino, <laughs> and he's still King Domino is still <laughs> a little not. bit. Yeah, King Domino is still a little bit um, above his skill level, but he could definitely do it as a five year old. He can definitely get into it and get some of the strategy. So it's it's perfect for that. But um, yeah, so that's 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 Queen King Domino. <laughs> There's uh oh, I should mention there is there's also a, a version of King Domino. It's the same thing, but it's uh King Domino extra large. So if you thought it was too small, you can get a larger version for some reason. Oh, that's funny. Uh I think they're like twice the size. So if you want to take up even more table space, you can. Uh is there what is, is or if that... you want to if if you want to play with your aging grandma, I guess. That's what I was gonna can... say. Is this I a don't... trend for like older game? I mean, that's awesome if it is, and it makes sense that there would be because you know games in general are becoming more common for like um, mental clarity and mental fitness at later in life. They're using them for for elderly people, but it's just so interesting that there's so many of these extra large expansions with no explanation. <laughs> Yeah, I I don't know what I think either they're just trying to get people to buy more than one copy or I know that at conventions like having the gigantic like mega copies of games. I know I've seen people playing like uh, giant King of Tokyo where they they have gigantic foam dice that they roll out Uh, people. I think people just like gigantic things. That's true. I I do like gigantic, gigantic things as well. I, I'm pretty sure most people agree bigger is better, that's right? True. That's true. That's the consensus. Everything. In every aspect. <laughs> that's why when your cancer's bigger, it's better. <laughs> it's it's better because you can find it. Yeah. You it's can a lot easily locate it. That way. See that second head growing out of your shoulder? That's tumor. We found it. All right. Um, yeah. <laughs> On that note. What a way to end the podcast. Terminal cancer. cancer. Uh, that's... Let's- Let's let's give final thoughts. So, who's who's this game for? We touched on it a little bit. Uh, it's for people who like uh, kind of lighter games. I I think I like. We both like a lot of heavier games, and we both enjoy this game as well. So that's definitely not a precluding preclusion to anyone enjoying this game. If you like heavier games, it's just a well designed game. Bruno Cathala's a got a really good history of gaming, so it, it's clearly well designed uh, for what it is. It doesn't have the take that element unless you are getting that expansion of Age of Giants. The only take that in it really is the defensive play where you're grabbing a tile someone else might have wanted. So there is no direct confrontation. So you kind of avoid that for gamers who don't really like that. And it's, um, yeah, I mean, what else? What what other gamers or would be I, for I think I'm or always, this one? I think I have to add this. The scale of would my mom play it? Yeah. Uh, that's just got to be one of our, yeah, that's got to be one of our review staples. <laughs> <laughs> would Alex's mom play it? I don't think it? my mom, I don't think my mom would play this. All right. I, although if I could get her to play it, I think she might enjoy it. She does like dominoes. Ah. So maybe I could trick her. <laughs> But I don't think she. I don't think she would play this. Mom, do you want to play? If she did, if she did, I think she'd enjoy it. So that that. Yeah, yeah. So all right. So we barely missed. Would Alex's mom play it, Mark? So keep that in mind. But other than that, it's it's definitely a recommend for uh, for us. I think Um, just to to check it out. I think it fits really well with a bar or restaurant, especially over some drinks. This is a great one 
to play. And also, if you're going to be playing a bunch of games in the evening, I think this is a great one to kick it off or use as a as a filler game. Yeah. Because it uh, does have enough strategy to kind of get you to get the juices flowing and stuff like that. So better plays quick. Better plays very quickly. Yes, absolutely. That's the other big thing. It's a quick quick play. So that'll do it for us. Uh, we'll catch us next time. Let us know your thoughts on King Domino or how we're spot on we're being or how far off the mark we are or alex's mom if you're listening let us know if we're wrong and you would play this game <laughs> yes how are they going to let us know i don't know you can go to our we, house we and have a knock Twitter on our account. door oh that's a better way <laughs> you could yeah if you know us you can just call us you have our phone number uh but we also have a twitter Let's give our numbers we're out right now at chit <laughs> yeah <laughs> at chits and to chat uh, I think that's it. That's that's all you have to say. I've never given out a Twitter address. I, yeah. I, I'm very, I'm so bad at Twitter. Yes, it's we're at Chits, at Chits and Chat. At that's, Chits and Chat, exactly at. how so it sounds. Uh, you can also go and uh, leave a comment on our podcasting network site, eavesdrop.com, uh, under Chits and Chat. You'll see us there. Uh, eavesdrop is E-A-S-E-D-R-O-P.com. And... Um, yeah, let us know your thoughts. We'd love to hear from you. So we'll see you guys next time, and thanks again. Thank you. And thank you.